Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming. Uh, oh, we're just talking about Neon Genesis. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion Rebuild 4 came out. Last week we kind of watched some episodes. So now we're going to kind of get into that. But first, I'm opening this beer up because we're getting started. Awesome. Yep. That's, I mean, that's the real key to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it's me. I want, I've, I've always wanted to crack open a beer in front of a microphone, so yeah. I did it. Nice. So, yeah, um, yeah. we kind of wanted to talk about, like, so, as this being a part two to be- our last discussion, is Rebuild 2 kind of sets off to, like, change the ending and starting to change what that second half of what I say, like the timeline of like yep. the first series is, or just kind of rewrite the yeah. ending as well. Of what, non- well, what Neon Genesis was like the first movie is just like a retelling of like the early episodes about, or the first rebuild is a retelling of the early episodes of Neon Genesis that are about Shinji and Ray. And then once you get into the second rebuild, it becomes about like uh, Shinji, Ray introduces Asuka, and for the most of that most of that movie is their sort of their relationship with each other, you know, their working relationship and the kind of really one-sided love triangle that forms, right? Because Ray is like her personality is built in such a way. These the other thing that these movies tell you pretty much right off the bat is that Ray's a clone of who you don't quite know yet. Um, Ray is air quote programmed to have affection for Shinji and Asuka is as a person really does like Shinji is annoyed with how emotional he can be yeah and it's at some points he like doesn't pay attention to Asuka's like the cooking stuff he ends up wanting to cook more for Rei than Asuka and then Asuka is trying to learn to cook and then the stuff goes off from there then the bad stuff happens after that what I mean that's not like he doesn't like he doesn't cook for Asuka instead he cooks for Ray. Like he forgets to cook, like for Asuka. Like he does not like cook for Ray and then like she takes notice, right? Like he begins cooking for everyone at that point. Like once Asuka tells him, right? Like Asuka like kind of like bosses him into doing that. And then he starts cooking for Masato, himself, Ray, and Asuka. And this is like when that part of that sort of crush becomes evident is because the I think the first time he brings Ray food he notices that her hand has been cut up and she has several bandages and cuts on her left hand. And Asuka takes note of that. And the next scene, you see Asuka with band-aids wrapped around like her right ring finger and her right thumb. Yeah, and I think that's that's some of like the fun stuff I enjoyed of that. And then Ray was trying to set up some dinner plans to get him and like Shinji and his dad to talk. And then Unit 3 like shows yeah, they bring they, unit three to japan they put oscar in it and then like she gets infected by the angel and we kind of later learn out find out that like oscar has still has like angel like, in her blood fused. yeah yeah it, it becomes this sort of like almost i don't want to say like ascended but it's kind of that thing like where she f- is becomes this fusion of like human and angel um in this sequence that they changed like from neon genesis because it didn't used to be oscar um it was one of Shinji's yeah, friends. Toji. And yeah, Toji. And you know, like right before the sequence, they have this really gross like they have this really neat like one on one between Asuka and Misato. 
because Asuka's talking to Masato and is trying to get help on being a more emotionally like open person. And Masato is giving her that advice. And it's this really neat one-on-one discussion that is pretty sort of uh, is held back by the fact that during this scene, Asuka is putting on a just disgusting plug suit, like a new design for the plug suit that is like semi-transparent and is showing off a lot yeah. of her body yeah. in a way. Like we've spoken about how like the early parts of this, like how the introduction between Shinji and Rei, they use, you know, the awkwardness of attraction and nudity and he, they attempt to say something with that. But really once you get to the second part of like 2.22, it, it's just them being horny in a way that's not good. Like, I don't, I don't think there's, no. there's only one other. Cause these are teenagers. Of, and I was like, that's weird. Yeah. But also Japan is weird with that. And I'm not getting into that stuff, but, um, and the thing about like to go back to it, like when I, I didn't realize it, I forgot that when Shinji falls on Ray and like rebuild one in that earlier episode, like the underwear drawer comes like flying out and like, yeah, gets on and it's like, yep, yeah, that stuff's weird. But yeah, that plug suit's weird. But, um, so I think in that one doesn't, I think Asuka gets hospitalized. He doesn't end up killing her, but he, that scene, like he rips, like they put the dummy plug yeah. up and it rips the fucking shit apart of unit three because Shinji doesn't want to fight it. Cause he's like, I know there's a person in there. Originally it's like, he knows there's a pilot. He didn't know it was Toji after, but I think he knew it was Asuka this time. Cause she was yeah. like, yes, I'll test pilot this so you can go and have dinner with your dad. Yeah, yeah, she like, yeah, she told, she told him as much. Uh, so yeah, he already knew, uh, and because of the fact that you know Shinji has an emotional attachment to the pilot, they installed a dummy plug, which essentially takes control of the Evangelion away from Shinji. With, you know, the, the intent of the dummy plug being that Gendo can have like full control over Evangelion. Yeah, and then which after like the dummy plug starts stops working in Unit One, and then after that, another angel shows up, and Ray is the first one to fight it, and it. Bic merges with Ray and makes this weird angel Ava hybrid well, with the leg, like the body of a woman, kind of thinking it's Ray is the second person to show up. Ray, oh, who's the first person? Because to show up? the first person to show up is Mary. This oh, is yeah. the new character, yeah. the character who is, you know, who, who comes in at the start of the second movie is piloting a Ava, I believe, named Unit Five, which is this an evangelion but like on a tripod basically it's, yeah it's cool and interesting it's, but it gets destroyed. it's not complete and so it's using yeah. the tunnels as a way to move around and it also gets energy from that which is why it's not plugged in because it's creating it and yeah. they fight like i think that's actually the third like angel because they do it it's previous yeah, that's, that's why they added numbers to the other angels and then yeah she comes yeah. back yeah she lands like she you know, she parachutes onto the roof of Shinji's school, interacts with Shinji, lands on him. Yeah. It's it's very much a her 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 breast in his face. And then she makes a it's joke again, about her breasts as well, which yeah, it happened. Yeah, that's just horny. She does it later too. It it's not a thing that Ano, stops. ano is just horny for the rest of these movies. Yeah, um, it's it's not as bad in four. I'll say that at least until like there's some jokes and there's some characters who are less less clothed. But I think the rest of the movie in four like makes up for that, which we'll get to. Mm. Um, which that's my—I mean, that's my opinion on it. We we'll get to it when we start talking about it. But um, there, yeah, Ray and an Angel get merged together, 
and then Shinji comes out and he, he creates near third impact by trying to save Ray from the angel. Yeah. And then as we find out, we find out it's out in four because the whole time in three is like, because that happens. It looks like it's third impact. There's a bunch of shit going on at the end of two. And then you get this time lapse. It's 15 years later. Shinji, you get this fight scene with Mari and Asuka in space. And they're like trying to collect a box, which you later find out is unit one in the box with Shinji in it. Yeah. And then that rolls into three. There's a bunch of shit that happens in three. And there's like three is really cool because it's like this. Everything feels like it happens in like three days and three because it's so fast paced. It's 15 years later, near impact, yeah. third impact fucked a bunch of shit up. The world has changed. It's way different from the original anime. Asuka has a flying, like almost. Um, what's the manga that it, like, the ship combat kind of was popularized in? Of uh, One Piece? I don't know. Oh, oh, there's a. It's a space anime where it's battleship yamato is i think what it's called yep yep I, which is a big is a big um inspiration for on it like it's spaceship yamato is a he loves that shit. yeah which comes up as like i yes i can see why they would want to have some fun with some like spaceship combat in the third and yeah. fourth movie yeah. three is like it's 90 like minutes movie. and it's like this to me it's like action and then it has the story stuff and then it has a bunch of action and it brings Kaoru back, and it has, like, right, Shinji's like, I almost had third impact, why? Where'd Rei go? And you find out, like, she's in Unit 1, her soul's in there, because he saved her when he's, like, trying to pull her out, and he's getting farther and farther in his um, entry plug, and then Kaoru comes back from the yeah. moon, and, like, like, basically stops Unit 1 from actually creating third impact. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like it's sort of in a way where if like this first movie is about Shinji and Rei, the second movie is adding Asuka into that mix. This third movie is then mostly about Shinji and Kaoru's uh, friendship and relationship and the the complexities of that that revolve around um, Kaoru mostly just wanting to like make Shinji happy, being his one and only character trait. Yeah, as like. Because the movie starts out and you are with the, um, what did they call the ship that they are on? It is, the name of the ship is The Wonder. Yeah, The Wonder. And it is being manned by Will, which is an anti-nerve militant group led by uh, Misato and rebellious staff who used to work at Nerve. So that includes Misato, uh, Ritsuku, and the three like the three um staff who they interacted with a lot at nerve uh on the like control panels and and some other people who were in tokyo 3 and around that area when near yeah and like toji's sister is there too because she's that's how they introduced the time jump is that this is toji's sister i thought she was really young and she's like oh it's been a while and I really love – I remember first seeing this when it came out, a, you know, six years ago-ish, sometime like that. I liked the dynamic yeah, that they had. Originally in this, they had they were working together. It was like all these people and Masato working in Nerve, working with um, 
Shinji's dad, and then they flip it to they're against each other. Because they realize, oh, Shinji's dad is the bad guy. <laughs> He's trying to f- human instrumentality and all this shit. Because he was the one trying to make Third Impact happen. And yeah. so they're against him, the anti-Ava stuff. And, like, what was it? The core of the ship is Unit 1. Yep. Yeah, and you still have, like, Auska and Mari have not aged because apparently if you are a Evangelion pilot, you don't age, which this like is kind of the first time that um, showed up. Yeah, being immersed in the LCL liquid that they have to flood the uh, control plug with every time has done something to their body so they do not age. So Asuka is... You know, is still like fourteen as as is Mary, as is Shinji. The only different, like the only real change, like Asuka now has an eye patch. Yeah, and a cool hat at one point as well. Gotta like her hat. So I will say, like, yeah. you have those characters on the Wily or the Wonder, and and then Unit Zero shows up, breaks into the side of the ship, and grabs Shinji, and you go back to Gendo, and then you meet, like, I think they call her. There's, it's like Ray Q. Kaoru, Gendo, and then Gendo's like assistant or like first guy under yeah, him. Um, yeah, his his yeah his his buddy. I don't want to say buddy. Like uh, I believe it's Fukuyama. It was like it was like his old teacher name. that the mom yeah. also knew that that's why was, he's sticking around. Yeah, it was his his wife's um, teacher, and like in Neon Genesis, the only reason he is around Gendo is because seal does not trust gendo and they want him to keep an eye on gendo and he doesn't like gendo either that's the thing uh the rebuilds change his character i mean really get rid of most of his character and he just becomes gendo's second in command yeah and then so this movie the way it differentiates is there i think they're trying to open up the gate of gulf or guff with yeah they're trying to open yeah. yeah, so they, they have, like, guy. Unit 13, and it's, like, a co-piloted thing. And so Shinji and Kaoru both have to pilot it, and they go down, and they get stopped at one point. Because Kaoru takes the the neck piece that's, like, an exploding device they put on Shinji originally, just in case he ever got into yeah. Ava again. So he wore it. Yeah, so Shinji, so, like, watches yeah. Kaoru die, and by the end of the movie and into 4, Shinji is in, like, a state of, like, not talking to people, and he's, like, he's fucked up. Because he, he basically was trying to be the hero in two more than like in the series was that rebuild two and he gets instantly punished for that by saving ray and he's like questioning everything in this and then he kind of doesn't care because masada won't tell him shit in three they don't care because they're like yeah you you fucking did this in two and he's like i have no fucking idea how this happened yeah well the thing is like in two you know, they were all there. Like, Masato was there seeing Shinji, um, like, seeing, like, Ava 1 mutate, you know, because, like, the thing that happens, like, and there's, it re, like, it loses its arm in this fight with this angel, and then it regrows it, and it's this kind of, like, spectral thing. And that's the arm that Unit 1 uses to plunge into the core of this angel to get Rei. And Masato's there watching, is yelling at Shinji to do this, because, like, and it's a great moment within, like, the context of 2, because it's the first time that Shinji as a character is like actualizing his own desires and what he wants and what he wants is to save Rei. And but he's set up to fail. Like yeah. Gendo sets him up to fail and that's you know how like third impact almost happens and Kaoru has to come in. And it's like you say and everything I, up before they s- close 
the gate and stop it from acting and activating is according to Gendo's plans. Yeah. Yeah, because Karu tells Shinji, because they need to go into the chamber where Lilith used to be stored, and they need to get the two spears that are keeping uh, Lilith from, or from Third Impact from finally happening. And what Karu tells Shinji is that by getting those spears, he will be able to rewrite the world and set it all right again. Like, make sure that the near Third Impact doesn't happen, because he just showed Shinji the result of near Third Impact, and that result is that most of the world is just like a, a blood red. The oceans are contaminated to the point where nothing can live in them. And most society has been completely destroyed. Um, so Shinji really wants to go do this thing with the spears and save the world. Um, even to the point where near the end of it, as he gets into a fight with Asuka and Mary and Karu begins telling Shinji, wait, we can't do this, something's wrong here, this isn't what I thought it was, Shinji's still going forward to get the speed. Yeah, and, and then Kaoru's, like, sitting there in his, the other seat being like, something's wrong, these spears don't look yeah. the same, and he's, like, thinking and thinking, and Shinji just keeps going because he wants to st yeah. make everything go back to normal and stuff. And Kaoru gets locked out. He gets locked out of Ava controls. The dummy plug takes over. Yeah, which is like, you know, so that it's way... all according to Gendo's plan. And I I love the ending of this movie that it's like, 13 is fucked up, uh, and it lands somewhere, and they are back in what I believe is Neo-Tokyo, and it's Rei, Q, Asuka, and Shinji walking in like, what in my mind is like a, a desert, and they're going somewhere, and I'm like, I don't even know where this is going to go from here. I was like, fuck. Dope ending. Yeah, it's like Shinji's all but comatose, and Ray's just angry. I mean, not Ray. Um, Asuka's just angry, and Ray's following along because she doesn't quite know what she wants to do. Because like throughout all of three, um, she has this like identity crisis. Because she's like, "Oh, I'm Ray," or "I think I'm Ray," and Shinji just begins saying like, "No, she's not Ray." Yeah, Ray Ray's a person, and this is not a person. This is like some uh, like a doll, basically. And it's wild so that they. Sorry, go for it. So she begins. So that's why she like leaves that third movie following Asuka and Shinji. And it's wild. I don't remember if it was three or four, but the, it's like, oh yeah, the Shikinami project, where it's like this Asuka is a clone too of the original that's, Asuka. That's four. That's four. Yeah. yeah, that's three or three plus one. Yeah, which for all yeah. intents and purposes, I'm gonna call it four. Yeah, we just call it four. <laughs> um, just so it's easy to follow. I don't remember what the original title of it was. It doesn't matter. But um. What, Evangelion Rebuild 3 plus 1, Thrice Upon a Time? No, the title before that. They had, like, working titles and stuff. Like, 3 was originally Rebuild Q or something. Um, I like the name Thrice Upon a Time. It's a reference to that, the book about... Yeah. Isn't it about the author and Jack the Ripper going to modern day or something? I don't know. I'll have to look it up real fast. But, uh, yeah, I remember it was like, oh, man, I can't wait for 4.0 to come out. You know, these have all mostly been two years apart and then you know then all this nothing. shit has kind of happened where it's like Anno had this like deep depression after three and then he ditched in godzilla and kind of COVID happened right at the end of it and there's really that yeah. good documentary that kind of talks about like a bunch of stuff in making a four yeah it talks about like the struggle of making four i think something that documentary focuses on is the struggle of getting that opening section of four right 
and like you can tell they spent the most time on that section because it's the best part of that movie yeah i i agree um, i love all of that stuff in the beginning it was so good to see something like that coming at from like evangelion all the like the family themes and like mother yeah. and like working and like just like so they're they're walking through the desert in the beginning of four and they get to a town and it's a town that is off to the side of like neo tokyo right or tokyo three yeah, yeah i think you said that last yeah, week yeah it's around, around i said neo tokyo yeah. i don't even know neo tokyo is from something else entirely it's gundam um, um yeah so tokyo three yes and, and ken kinsuke yeah who is one of shinji's classmates finds them um walking around and takes them back to what we're just going to call the village yeah and he kensuke is like the survivalist guy who likes camping and military stuff and he's really thriving like in this new world yeah. and he gets to meet toji and he becomes a doctor and he has a family and all that i was like oh, i love all this shit and apparently when asuka's not on duty she lives with kensuke so that's where she comes to when she's not on the the wounder and yeah. that's like a village that has these like points created that are not that are they are working on the land growing stuff because it is not being affected by like the aftermath of near third impact yeah. and like the land being they destroyed. have this this like giant pod or like giant pillar that is like emitting a force field that's keeping the corruption of that uh, near third impact away we see them activate one of those in paris at the beginning of this movie in like a seven minute action sequence and i think there might have been uh, one in three as well when i was watching that i was like oh there it is can't remember there might have been um but yeah so this village is just you know like chenji's like the whole point of this village is like working chenji out of this depressive episode right like you meet um toji who is air quote a doctor right um, not really trained in the way that like modern doctors are. He's just someone he had this, they needed someone to be a doctor and he could do it. Um, so that's why, how he's been filling that role. And it's a really like, it's a bit in, in the roles that people have in this village. I will say it's like, it's a bit gendered in an uncomfortable way. Like one of the first things that Ray does is interact with um, uh, Toji's wife, who they still only call class rep right because it's like the class rep of their school they it's, went to um, it's like the joke from the and, anime because that's the only thing they ever referred to yeah. her. it's fucking the ongoing joke of that yeah and like the thing is like ray's interaction with her mostly revolve around being a mother and taking care of a child and like one of the early interactions is ray watching her breastfeed the baby and then ray like looking at her own breasts as the class rep has to look at her and say like, no, you're, you're too young to do it, sweetie. Yeah. Um, and it like raised disappointment at that. Like it's, it's like, you know, those kind of interactions are weird and like a bit gendered, but then you have Ray farming, right? Because everyone is doing something. Shinji is just being sad and depressed. Asuka's being angry and Ray is trying to realize like who, who she is in this world. So she starts working at, you know, at, at a at a farm with people as they start planting like seeds to grow crops and food. Uh, it's a really it's a really nice segment for Ray specifically, which is like Ray to not the other Ray, which is like yeah. her coming to her own as her own character and like learning how to be human in a way because she's almost an infant if you think about her. Yeah. Like she has this childlike wonder of the world as she's like learning about farming and like yeah, falling she, in she the mud. Been told anything. 
and doesn't know how to like feel because like again she's only there to pilot um an evangelion to get shinji back you know um yeah and like throughout this whole like like she is pushing like the other characters like any development that asuka and shinji have is mostly because of like ray right like she is the first time shinji speaks to anyone while he's in this because you know he's he's laying about in kinsuke's like house for most of it and then he leaves after asuka gets really upset with him for just laying in, around on the floor and force feeds food down his throat yeah he leaves he goes to a ruin and he's real quiet he's by himself for like a good section of like this this part of the movie and then ray comes in and after a while he starts talking to her and he starts like sort of working through it and he finally has like that break where he just can't hold anything in anymore and he just starts crying just a good just a good cry right there yeah like it's probably like again this is like the best of evangelion in a very real way Um, yeah and i'm guessing there's almost that parallel with anna where it's he got over i'm sure at some point he there are points where you grow up and like you have to get over your depression like move forward and try to like not think about like shinji talks about like he shouldn't think about other people's stuff when trying to do his and that at bad things will happen you kind of it's not in your control is some of the stuff i i'm trying to remember that the were the messages of like shinji coming out of that well it's mostly like you know like the world's fucked up right like it's it got really destroyed but like we can still build something like so much of this solid 40 minutes of this movie is everyone telling shinji about their lives like it's toji talking about the his post-apocalypse life uh and how he had to do a lot of bad stuff to live and you know them kind of like working to make amends for like what it costs to survive in this world and this you know this kind of thought of like we don't know if this world is going to last but while it's here and while we can live in it we're going to try to make it as good as we can because that's all you can do that's all any of us can do um and that's you know that's why toji's the doctor that's why kinsuke is like a repairman and technician who's going around and making sure that like the pillar keeping the uh ruin at bay is working that's why yeah like your local repairman in a way is how i thought him everyone like the work people are doing in this village are not like it's not work in the way that we think of work it is work born out of pure necessity and they all have to be pitching into it because all of the like even the farm workers all the farm workers who work with ray are elderly are are like middle-aged yeah and they're all they're all extremely happy like showing ray around like at some point they're doing the the thing where they go to the hot springs and they're like relaxing after a long day's work and i was like oh this stuff is really fun i think that stuff really touched me and it was cool the i'm trying to remember how did shinji exactly get out of his like being stuck in his depression was it his conversation because he has that it's, conversation with Ray, and then she's talking to, and at some point her head blows off. I don't remember if it's the same scene yeah. or if she goes back. It's, it is that yeah. right. It is like it is the slow sort of progress with Shinji. You know, Shinji and Asuka, um, Asuka who like and this is the other thing about like how how weirdly pervy this movie is. Asuka who spends like the entire time during this village only wearing uh, like her underwear and a bomber jacket that belongs to Kensuke. You know. Um, like Ray kind of like Asuka and Ray have this conversation where Asuka confronts Ray with the fact that she's programmed to feel affection for Shinji and Ray just immediately claps back with, yeah, I know. Like, I know I'm supposed to feel 
affection towards this towards the third boys is what they call them in that conversation but i'm fine with that and over the course of about a week um spent in this village ray sort of begins talking with shinji and helping him sort of process everything and get through it shinji goes and speaks with uh, a a boy named ryoji who uh, ryoji kaji who is uh the son of masato and kaji who we learn has died during near third impact and you know it's like through this this very long process shinji eventually yeah. becomes ready to get back to being around people and he's sort of talking with ray about this and then they kill and then ray gets fridged right ray is killed to motivate shinji because she has been away from lcl for a week and she needs to be like sort of submerged in lcl to keep her physical form and as she sort of you know confronts the fact that she's about to die she goes to talk to shinji they have a very nice conversation they have a very good conversation and then she explodes yeah and he gets like blood right in his face i was like that yeah i was like is this gonna make shinji like go in his depression again he kind of does and doesn't in a well, way he becomes is very it? stoic <laughs> yeah. right like there he sort of has to put up a layer of stoicism um he's right after right after that he just walks to where the wonder is docking he goes up to kinsuke and asuka and he tells asuka okay i'm going with you i'm not staying here and then asuka sighs and tases him <laughs> Yeah, and that the head blown up was such a jarring moment because I was like, "That's not the like reaction I expected." But you know, the story goes on; you kind of have to roll with it and goes forward. All the, and then yeah, like Shinji's trying to get back into piloting, and they have the scene where they like the two of the characters holding guns up against him. One of them doesn't trust him, and one of them is um kaji's sister i think not kaji's yeah, like, sister what, uh, toji's yeah, sister toji, that's like way later right because he wakes up what am i th what am i missing between well, he that wakes up in the wonder um you know he wakes up in the wonder and they take him to a you know they talk, they talk i will say this movie is like two and a half yeah, it's, hours it's, and it's i really it, there's some stuff that i don't remember and there's like the good stuff i do remember i yeah. will say well it's you know they do they do this thing where they they wake up Shinji and he is like brought to a isolated cell and they talk about how this cell is like incredibly isolated how he, they're not gonna be able to get Shinji out of the wonder this time and it's basically like uh, Loki's cell from the first Avengers movie right um, yeah or that like the Hulk cell. yeah that Hulk cell and you know it's they spend so long talking about it. and the things that you realize you know once oscar leaves shinji alone is she lives in another one of those like she and mary live in a identical cell uh that is just rigged yeah. to C4. so it's where they keep the ava pilots uh because like again like the thing that this that the third movie in this movie fourth movie pushes that masato basically became gendo in the wake of near third impact like she is just now like the gendo of will and is it like an incredibly like just a complete like character turn has basically become gendo in the way that she's not even interacting with her son like her son doesn't know that she is his mother and she's completely dedicated herself to the cause of stopping nerve and you know also using wonder to preserve uh specimens like as an arc right a way to preserve specimens of wildlife uh so like the last thing they do is they yeah. shoot capsules of like biological material that contains like all of the animals that are no longer alive on earth into the atmosphere and like as it turns out like the difference between like this and the the anime is that avas are c 
can do some really fucked up shit when they're interacting with the angels besides murdering them, yeah. which gets that character turn of Masato doesn't want fourth impact to happen where like she has like the she pulls a gendo but has the better reason whereas gendo's like oh, i just want a humanity be back with my wife and <laughs> combine all souls well i mean but yeah she's still extremely cold like i agree with you on yeah, that well, stuff. I mean, she is like does not want to interact with any of the ava pilots she, are, she these people are her tools yeah, in a way like to her these people are like are you know our tools and obstacles like even you know, like in the third movie, when Asuka goes to like, Oakley comes into the interrogation with Shinji, right? She punches the glass and she mocks Masato by saying like, "All that matters is the mission, right?" Because Masato has, is not allowed herself to care about these children, um, post near third impact, and it's just like, I mean, here's the thing: I I don't have a problem with like Masato being like a hardened person. I just I I really wish she wasn't just Gendo 2.0. Um, no, or at least she could have redeemed herself. I can't remember what happens to Masato. Oh, what happens I think she, to Masato at the end of this movie sucks. Yeah, I just think she gets... They have that badass scene where the Wonder is fighting the other two ships, and then they win, and they create the spear. Yeah out of the ship yeah, so they, ah. they go into a lot of that the thing about the last that there's like the middle section of this movie that i'll call it yeah. that my eyes glazed over at some point and it was like just all this action going on yeah. and me being like i'm just gonna watch this i can't explain what the goal the guff chamber of guff is or the nebuchadnezzar key is i know that it opens up and they go into the the world part of the world that's like yeah, where they can rewrite everything is different yeah. like gravity's upside down and a bunch of weird shit's going on yeah so like you know they they ex they expulge all the arcs from the wonder they go down into the like the south pole to confront gendo uh, at the uh, you know the site of second impact and it just has this extended like action sequence that is too busy to be interesting um Asuka. like it almost looks like it looks like all though because there are all these small units of like robots that are attacking Asuka, and they all remind me of the swarms from the matrix yeah. like flying together and sh they're shooting and stabbing them and having all these like what i would call is like there's there are bits of like if you think about the original series those are all fights in cities and these are kind of the first things where you have them acting more like mobile suits where they're kind of flying around and doing that kind of stuff yeah. which it's cg and it doesn't look as good as the hand-drawn stuff but it's probably easier to make but it's it was disorienting for me yeah it's just it's i mean it's a real nothing of a sequence right because you know the the sort of the end the, the thing that they're trying to do is to destroy the um defenseless unit 13 um before it can you know open the chamber of guff or whatever um and you know, in order to get through, it's like when Asuka lands in front of it, because like Asuka and Mary are fighting all these angels or like these uh, Ava units, these mini Ava units. She lands in front of Unit 13 and is trying to get like to kill it, basically. And her um, her Ava's AT field is blocking it because her Ava is afraid of Unit 13. So we get the reveal of what is behind the eye patch, And that is like a mini one of those like black pillars is in Asuka's eye, and that's yeah. keeping her from going full angel. So she activates that, rips it out, and... And then the ninth angel is back. Yeah, is 
contained within and it converts unit two into an angel yeah. and i was like that shit looked fucking wild. and then gendo harnesses it because that was his plan because gendo is like the sort of like you know after i guess using the key of nebuchadnezzar or whatever because it's just the proper nouns on on loves to throw around in this show um has like a is playing fourth dimensional chess you know um so he gets to like unit 13 absorbs oscar essentially and then he can do what he wants to do and like the the wonder crashes after the fight um gendo's standing on like the the air quote ice right that's but it's all in like a hexagon pattern which is a bit weird and you know he confronts masato and ritsuko and ritsuko just shoots him in the face and that's when we see that behind his new future visor is um nothing it's just like in yeah it was like the place of the visor he takes it off and you can see where the visor would sit at yeah. i have to check something really bad if you want to keep explaining and just be gone for like 30 seconds one sec. yeah so they have the whole sort of sequence and i believe that scene is the explanation that gendo has completely and utterly uh, abandoned his humanity in order to ensure um, fourth impact and human instrumentality um there's later through that section uh his second hand who's manning like three different airships really controlling three different uh, ships that are stronger than the wonder is confronted by mary and mary is sort of confirms that mary is if not one of his old students with um shinji's mother a clone of one of his old students he he gives her her like last name which is like mary um i forget the actual wording of it but it is Hello. a translation of like mother of god right is what mary's last name is don't know yeah it will be that's it's like that's that's what it's going for it's another biblical reference and God. and then she leaves um and then we get to sort of you know, the, the encounter on the ice with Shinji and Masato as Shinji asks to pilot Unit 1. And then we get the confrontation with the bridge crew who are saying, like, no, you can't just, you told us to shoot him if he went near an Eva. And she's saying, no, give him, let him go in the in the robot. And Masato gets shot by um, Toji's sister. And then, like, you know, they break down because they just shot Masato and they just don't know what to do. And the only thing they can do is entrust Shinji. So, um, Masato gets patched up, Shinji gets in the Eva, and he descends to go confront his father. Yeah, which they're they're like going in. Were they in the the gate already, or are they going towards it? Because there's like those scenes where they like go in. the ship is flying around, and the background is not South Art Antarctica. It's like this or South Pole. It's like this weird looking fucking space that. Yeah. Like Gendo is at yeah. Well, now Shinji and... like Shinji and Gendo go in there, and that's when like that space kind of becomes a like three D photorealistic. Um, oh yeah. Ray. Well, so bef- before that, I meant before that because they have like their fight. Well, that's that's when um, that's happening. Yeah. Does when does the Mary unit merge happen? Because they merge like eight with like unit nine A through twelve. And that's, what yeah, the fuck yeah. is going on with this? Yeah, chance? because Mary has like since. Too. Mary's procured her own Evangelion, which we never see. Um, like we never see that happen, and it's just like a Unit Eight, and its whole thing is like it can absorb other Evas. Um, so like that happens as like during that fight scene. I think like late into that fight scene, once Asuka gets taken over, um, she begins eating like other Evas, and she's absorbing like their parts and repairing herself, and she then destroys like those three other um, ships that Gendo Second. 
That's is right. Amanda. Uh, because she gets like weird superpowers, and she stays with the Wonder to uh, help them perform their end goal once they realize what they can do to help Shinji. Yeah, and then this is the part of the movie that got me back was that happens, and then they have these fights where Gendo is in thirteen, which is like almost like the a unit of like despair, and you have Unit One, which is more hope and stuff yeah, it's supposed to, and they're yeah. fighting in all these scenes that are like from the you know original show in like rebuild one yeah. which is like masato's apartment and the classroom and the streets and i'm like these are fucking great i love yeah. it yeah back in weird cool shit almost like almost like like end of like avengers endgame referential kind of stuff where you're going back and like almost like nostalgic but also like these are shinji's like core like memories of his life in like well, it, tokyo it 3. changes though right like it gets okay it starts out as these scenes from early in the series and this, these movies and then there comes a point where gendo like kicks shinji through into a wall and the thing is is it becomes a soundstage and it becomes a recreation of the studio that they used to capture the uh they used to do motion capture yeah which is like to pause for a second like this is the first movie that they were doing like the animated characters of like scenes with like where there's people like toji or ray interacting with each other those were mocapped instead of hand animated and like storyboarded which caused like a lot of the process to be a lot harder yeah. and i thought that was like whoa yeah. breaking literally breaking the well, I mean, it's wall. like anno doesn't even like the thing that like about that documentary is like anno did not storyboard this movie uh and that made production on this movie for a lot of this stuff like really hard yeah which i will say like if you look like like i think of like big i was watching the documentary and i was thinking of like the mad max fury road storyboards and how that was completely storyboarded before they did anything in the movie but i guess in a way that's like anno using the feelings of making the movie to make the ending of the movie as well because this movie has like the distinct two parts where it's like or three parts where you have the beginning section about family and all that then the action stuff and then this ending and i guess ano didn't know what the ending was to be until no until pretty late like yeah he didn't know like what it was going to be until it, became it works this out though very... i think it works out eh. Depends. So, like, once you, like, you, and we go through this whole sequence where they have this really kind of dull fight between these two identical Evangelians, and they're both using these spears. Um, and then you get to the point where Gendo's saying, like, you know, we're not going to decide this by might. And then it transitions to Gendo and Shinji talking in the subway car that has popped up as sort of like where Shinji talks to himself, right? yeah like this like it pops up yeah. in rebuild one and two and it's very similar to like like i will say like the stuff from like episode 25 and 26 yeah. it's not as similar it's not him on the the stage with the lights over him where he's breaking down what his choice is going to be if he wants to come back from instrumentality but it's so similar that i'm like yes this is a little bit of if there's some end of ava happening at the end of this movie which is like this movie doing a couple different things yeah it yes yeah, so like once they they sit down and they talk to each other pretty much for like 
one of the first time, like not the first time, but like this is the most time they've ever spent talking to each other since like uh, the death of Shinji's mother. Um, and it just gets in this really long conversation about like how Gendo is um, a really weak-willed person uh, who never liked being around people. Like he's very socially anxious, and it sort of it does kind of reframe Gendo as all but a stand-in for Hideki Anno, and yeah. And what Hidekiano could yeah. have become. And then it talks about like the headphones, how he would always yeah. listen to them instead of talking like, yeah, to like people. Why he gave Shinji which his, I thought was important. Man, which is which is weird. Like they do like a weird thing with technology here because Gendo's holding an iPhone. But like he's giving Shinji a Walkman. It's 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 very it's a bit strange, but it's not that big a deal. And um, you know, they just have this conversation and like Shinji begins telling him, you know, basically everything he learned at the village is that like life is this kind of like there are going to be disasters in life but you need but we need to keep moving forward and that's when we get um the crew of the wonder making this final spear because if you have a spear one of these like special spears of like these cosmic spears you can reshape reality so what they do to help shinji is they use like the core of the wonder to craft a a spear uh out of the will of humanity basically and they evacuate everyone from the wonder except for Masato, who, like, blasts forward into the eye of the sort of the cosmic, the sort of the body that this is all happening in, which is just, a, again, a photorealistic interpretation of Ray. And, um, like, Mary... It's very weird, yeah, I will say. Mary and the spear launch forward into Ray's eye, and the wonder blows up with Masato. Um, in... Which is, like, the captain of the ship yeah. going down with the yeah. ship. Got she, that trope. Check it off. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's worse because it's like this This first movie identifies like Kaji died stopping Third Impact, right? And you just have Masato like repeat that instead of like, I don't like someone saying like, you know, it, and this juxtaposed with like Gendo saying like he should have like this realization that like the only way Gendo is going to become like any kind of strong like a strong-willed person or like any kind of actual person would have been for him to spend time with his son uh like just juxtaposing that speech with masato's just repeating kaji's sacrifice so she never has to sort of and like saying like her last words being like the only the last thing i could do for my son was to sacrifice myself instead of spending time with him is a bit much i don't think it's very good it's i don't like i i really don't like how this movie does masato yeah they did masato dirty i'll say that at least yeah, and that's how like Shinji gets this like final spear, and how Gend Gendo's uh, plan is kind of unfurled around him, and then we get this like final like extended thirty minute sequence, right, where Gendo leaves the train, and then Shinji begins having like a heart to heart with all of his friends. Um, so it opens like it starts with Shinji talking with Asuka who like does not have an injured eye anymore and has grown like Asuka as an adult uh because like her plug suit is ripped open in a, like a lot of places around like her her legs and like specifically in a lot of areas around her chest it's like again it's just this this movie's eternally horny yeah not great um <laughs> not great and you know and sort of Shinji talks to Asuka and mimics what she said before going off on this mission to him, which is like she finally admitted her crush on Shinji that she had during their, you know, their days with Nerve. 
and how she grew up while Shinji didn't. And so that's, you know, and that's how that fell apart. And then Shinji sort of says like, well, yeah, I had, I had a crush on you too, you know? And uh, then sort of Asuka like looks away from Shinji and he like launches her pod out into um, the village where it lands next to um, Kinsuke's house. Because this movie has kind of set up that like Kinsuke and Asuka might like are like romantically compatible in some way um yeah which they like come back to yeah at the end. and then kaoru like and shinji talk about this sort of the cycle of evangelion and what they're here for and shinji's like well what if we just broke that cycle like what if you were just a person and kaoru's like yeah i think i'd like that actually um yeah and which like this ending is so parallel to like 25 and 26 oh yeah which is so great. I like that's my fav that is my favorite ending up until this point and that is like this is like those endings make that sure show like originally like yeah they were weird and the fans hated it but coming back to it like I watched them after and I was like fuck these are really good episodes. Yeah, like it's it's always been like the strongest point of Evangelion were those final two episodes of Neon Genesis. Um you know and so and the whole thing is like when he's talking when he's talking to Kaoru he's still in that um that sound stage right um that recreation of the motion capture stage um and then karu leaves the stage and then he talks with ray like the ray of unit one who like her hair's grown really long and they have this conversation and ray's like well i don't know who who i'd be you know and she's like well the other ray the ray that you know he spent time with in the village like learned to live there and he thinks that she could too and then they have this conversation where like where Shinji basically declares that he's going to rewrite the world to get rid of Evangelions. And like, when we get to this point, you really just prove Gendo right, honestly. <laughs> like so much of this movie is building up to like, is Shinji like learning that like, you just need to keep moving forward and that you can make a better world, like eventually, like through a lot of hard work. But then you just give him the tools to rewrite the world as we know it. And he's just going to do that and just do all but what Gendo wanted to do which is annoying. Yeah. And I think I think at that point like that that ending of this movie is them showing up at a train station yeah. and Shinji being older. Oh yeah, they're both older. And Mari shows up and hugs him and makes a joke about her breasts. So it's like, "All right, again with that. Stop yeah. it." And then you see like Kaoru and Rei together and you see Kensuke and Asuka together. And I can't remember if you see Toji and Class Rep together, which I don't remember her name no, either. Um, it's unfortunate they don't say it enough. No, it only really focuses on Kaoru. It doesn't even actually focus on Asuka. Like, it's just like you have to pause that frame and you see Asuka sitting on a bench at that train station. Um, it's Hikari. I know Hikari because they, they say Hikari a lot more in the manga, yeah. which is like Ano didn't do the manga of someone else. But anyway, yeah, I remember seeing Asuka and Kensuke together as yeah. well. Yeah, and so like... So it becomes a thing where like Karu and Ray are talking, or like you see them talking, and then the train comes up, and you know Mari does like the whole like guess who it is, like puts her hand over Shinji, and it's I don't know, like the ending of that is basically this insinuation that like Shinji rewrote, it was just like Shinji rewrote reality to get rid of Evangelion, so now he's just like a an office worker or something, and like him and Mary are in a kind of relationship. Uh, he's like they are the only two people who know, yeah. I guess who who will have a memory of like these movies happening um like she takes off the um the collar that he's wearing because like they put another one of those explosive collars on shinji 
She takes it off and it disappears. And then Shinji takes her hand and they run out of the subway, like up the stairs of the subway and into um, what is basically just drone footage of Ano's hometown. Yeah, there's the the one imagery I forgot to say is I love the shot of it's unit 13 and then unit one above it and they're and Yui like they both like sacrifice themselves to spare Shinji yeah, again, it's... from some stuff and it's you get Gendo and Yui having their almost happy ending which is like cool no it's like you're they're tying up a bunch of loose yeah, ends except for Masato she just I mean it's the ending stuff. that Gendo, that Gendo wanted right like this movie is so kind to Gendo uh in a way that's really frustrating uh, especially as it like you know is how it treats Masato how like Ritsuko uh gets like sort of tossed to the side after the second movie um but like yeah so in order to actually rewrite the world, Shinji has to like pierce his soul with a spear. And Unit One, because there's a soul in Unit One, and it's Yui, it's his mother. Um, and he's ejected from Unit One as Unit One like takes the spear, and Unit Thirteen comes up behind it, and it's you know it's this last image of Yui and Gendo as they plunge the spear into like both Avas. And again, like this movie does not ask like Shinji to pay a price to do this, which is just is is boggling um and yeah yeah i but i just i i'm so glad they gave shinji I, that's the thing right like it's like, god just fucking he this character has gone through so much shit they just i'm so glad i was really happy i like the sh- i like happy endings like this i'm cool with it i'm like cool they closed the book yeah maybe there'll be more ava later who knows but oh, right now it's not. like i'm into it um i'm hoping i'm hoping we just get a comedy series that's like the um that kind of stuff Uh, like the angelic days and the the chibi one or like the part from episode 26 where they're showing what a world would be without avas which is like picked up on in the show as well i initially had my head turned at the mari thing and I, i guess i looked around a little bit and mari is almost like mari started out as Ano wanting a new character because he's like oh if it's just the original characters everyone's be like oh it's just the same series so he wanted to bring her into it more and then she kind of i guess turned into like a character similar to i wouldn't say exactly or like i don't know anything about the author but his wife is that there's similarities between mari and his wife and it's shinji and being Ano and Mari and his wife yeah. and it's like they both have the glasses and she's like an anime manga author who has some similar it's like okay cool you got the you got the happy ending yeah I mean that's the thing gotcha. is like Ano like is is the biggest wife guy uh, like the the whole like thing of this ending is that both Gendo and Shinji get to like have a significant other who you know will help like are you know that they that they can be in love with you know it is it's a little like it's a little frustrating like the the happiness of the ending is fine like it's like looking at it at face value i'm good with it because it's just like yes please just be okay with giving them a happy ending my guy but like at the point where you know you talk about how like you spend the first part of this movie talking about how the only way to make a better world is to put your back into it and like really work with what you have and then you decide to have that character just rewrite the world on a whim and then you don't even have yeah. that character sort of like because they're talking about that it's like the price of rewriting the world is a huge one but he doesn't have to pay that price so like 
there is like this compromising, like this compromise to the movie's like themes that I'm not particularly down with in this ending. Um, but it's like, but I mean, it's yeah. fine. I, I guess me personally, I think Shinji has, it's either the character of Shinji throughout rebuild or him in end of Ava and the first one. He, he's put in a lot of work. Those Ano and the character has put in a lot. So I think, he yeah i'll agree with you he did and he didn't earn it it's one of those things where i it depends on what context i'm looking at it from and that there's also like such we talked about the cycles with kawaru or sorry i burped with kawaru earlier where he's like this may or may not be the same kawaru that died at the end of the anime and came back and there's like the the blood stain on the moon that the blood of like of coffins Mm -hmm. on the moon and that like well there's also like a cross blood stain on the moon as yeah. well you kind of see and then like the seas being red like the end of end of ava but that ends up being because of second impact is that the seas turn red which they talk about in rebuild 2 yeah. and then it's like like to come back from it in a meta way it's like yes this broke the cycle because it there's like the two endings i've kind of thought about and looked at into some stuff where it's like it's it's either continuing in the world of the anime without Ava's, or it took all the children and put them into the real world because of the drone shot in that. But that can also be seen as like a lot of inspiration for Ava is seen from like his hometown and different like places in his life he's been, which is like the telephone lines which come up in the documentary, yeah. and then like the way he wants to set up the yeah, city and the way that like that. you know like going in back in documentary um like i think the piece of footage that is shown the most often is the part where ano is just is taking his iphone has it is holding it in front of him and is running up the steps of that like that exact same sort of like tram station and is running up the steps to capture what what that looks like um it's just I don't know. I think you'd have a much stronger ending to this show if like if they don't if they're fundamentally just not going to rewrite it. Like if if Mary goes in to get Shinji out of like this um this like uh sort of reality space, brings him back, and then they start like building the world again. I don't think it necessarily works as well if you just turn it into modern day Japan. Yeah, don't know. It's a little ambiguous. It might just be fan speculation, but I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting idea yeah. as well." I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like the happy ending. And you know who doesn't um, show up in this ending? You know who we don't know anything about the ending? Masato. Masato. Masato yeah, it's only the children that yeah. show up at the end. Just the like, kids. I mean, Gendo and Yui are separate from like the new world stuff, and it's only the kids. I I thought it was a good idea to have Kaoru and Ray. Because you can't have Shinji and Rei because that's like, oh, that's his mom. Don't do that. Get away well, from that. Kaoru's the closest not, one to Rei. I mean, it's kind like of. ambiguous. Like, it's like, pretty ambiguous yeah. like, like what their relationship is. Like, they're just talking to each other. There's no, like, there's no, like, explicit romantic thing happening. They're just, like, looking at each other and they're talking. Um, So it's just, like, have these two characters. Yeah. Because they're basically, like, all but, like, you know, like, they, they were built to serve the same purpose. Like, there is a lot of similarities yeah. in those characters. Yeah. There is, like, them of the Adam and Eve, and then you see, like, Shinji and Asuka are, like, the depressing Adam and Eve, the shitty Adam and Eve at the end of End of Ava. And then, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Kensuke and Asuka, sure, I'm in it. I think 
the manga went with Ray. End of Ava went with Asuka, and this one goes with Mario. I was like, all right, that's a dumb fact someone saw. I was like, okay, another one. That's another one for the list. But um, I thought it was cool. The, the, like the whole movie has so much fun drawing from the inspiration of the the other media of this, and like doing instrumentality again, some End of Ava stuff, and then like doing something like completely new in that first arc of this, which is that town scene which is still like the best part of this movie i'll yeah. say yeah i think like i mean i don't i'm not super into like it, it's meta narrative is, is fine right like the strict like having a meta narrative is, is more or less fine i'm not super into those i think you know the thing is like when it mostly becomes like them interacting or like talking to each other um, shinji and ray in that sort of motion capture studio and they begin asking like the narrative is now asking the question of was evangelion worth it and you know i don't know if like hideki ano gets to ask that question considering the amount of money like as a property evangelion has made like hideki ano could just never work again so i don't i don't know if i'm necessarily interested in hearing him ask that question within an evangelion movie Yeah, and I like the meta narrative stuff. Like it's weird because it's shown up in other places too. Like I will like, I was looking up. I forgot a lot about what happened in Eva. and I was looking it up and I watched a little bit of it. And I was like, oh yeah, End of Eva was like, yeah, people hated twenty five and twenty six, yeah. and they made it to like, he made that ending. It's like the monk. It's like a monkey's yeah, claw. Yeah, yeah, the monkey's paw. Yeah, the monkey's paw. Like tail of like or the rabbit's. Foot. Oh yeah, you're gonna get the ending, but it's gonna be fucked up, and I'm gonna like Raz you. Show you, I fucking hate you people for sending me death threats. And then there's like the movie theater stuff that is in the movie where you see a movie theater and it flips yeah. and it shows all the death threats being shown, and it's like in live action. I was like, oh yeah, fuck the fans who were talking about that on message boards. But that's the yeah, internet. All end of like end of Eva like, is just yeah. Hideki Anno expressing just extreme anger and like trying to vent. He's like, you know, um, you know, in like an interview about end of end of Ava at that on that documentary that's um, came out with this movie was like he con he seriously sort of went through a period where he had like a lot he had a lot of like suicidal ideation and the only reason he you know he he didn't take his own life was because he just he thought it'd be quite painful. Uh, it, yeah, and I think that is comes off at certain points as well with like some characters i think anyway yeah the documentary is really good i'll suggest it to anyone they filmed it it's two parts and it is during like at a point in production of um rebuild four yeah. well it's like early and then some stuff after. it's like early production of like the the you know the first 40 minutes of it because they go back like Anna went back and redid that you know um a couple of times like even within the documentary he's like i'm just gonna have to start this over from scratch because he didn't convey what he yeah. wanted with that first part um and they have like that they build like a set of the, of village, the yeah. town that they're in and he keeps he's just trying to get it so yeah, right just, of what he thinks he wants it to be so lived in and i got a feeling while watching it, it's like yeah i believe this place like you definitely you don't notice it but it's believable yeah. like yeah, he like like you know, something that he says when he's at the studio is, like, he can only imagine so much. He just wants to be able to see it so that way he can, you know, like, really get a hand on it. 
Um, and he starts, you know, he, he gets on that stage, he gets on that sort of that, um, diorama and he starts moving everything around. There comes that point when he's doing that where, um, like he says, okay, I'm leaving. He does that five times. He says, I'm leaving. Thank you. And he does it five times before just jumping back on the stage and moving stuff around and just saying like, okay, this is it. This is, I have to leave now. And I love, there's points when he's talking to the camera. He's like, don't look at me. The interesting stuff is everyone else and all yeah. that. It's like, it's kind of you too, but he's very like, he doesn't want to be filmed yeah, he, or some other Ono, stuff. I think that documentary does a good job of like showing captures, some of yeah, Ono. Yeah, captures that Ono is just like a really frustrating person. Like if I was the documentarian, um, I would be like, I'm going to film, sir. Um, like y- y- there's a point where he he brings in the executive producer of that documentary like he sits down with the production team of that of that documentary and he tells him like no this is what i want y'all to be doing when you like do this documentary i don't want y'all to be filming me as much and that's why like the second half of that documentary is a lot of staff shots and environment shots um because like auto doesn't yeah. want to be filmed in that way there's a weird thing that i realized while watching it there's almost like a uh george lucas quality to ano but you know george lucas is like the much more american version of that where they are both very famed people in their space who made these really interesting things who are like pretty big nerds and are pretty like they have definitely made some money off of their properties and have like can be like you know there are similar shots where like the the editor is working on these and he's talking about what he wants from it and he's sitting there eating like bags of chips this is ano and i remember there's like a documentary showing them editing uh revenge of the sith where he's watching he's talking to the editor about what he wants and stuff and yeah it's very it's they're both very interesting characters in different ways i think you know like ano got his happy ending i don't think uh, I mean, maybe Lucas, you know George Lucas got yeah, paid Lucas a bunch. Lucas is fine. Like so Lucas, he has a studio. George Lucas fine. does not. He's fine. Like again, like the thing is with George Lucas, he is not nearly as attached to Star Wars as people think he yeah. is. And he got he got six um, movies. He got six. Yeah, movies. like he's, he's again. Luke, Luke, George Lucas is the guy who calls lightsabers laser swords. Like he doesn't care about Star Wars nearly as much as like Anno uh, seems to like care about just being okay with letting a happy ending in Evangelion happen. Yeah, which I was like, good. That I like that. I really like the last forty-five minutes of Rebuild Four as well. I was just into it. I'm also like to say I'm also the guy who's just like Rise of Skywalker. Cool, fine. It wrapped everything up. Fine, I'm cool with it. Close the book. Move on to something else. I mean, it's not nearly as bad. Didn't want to think about it too yeah. much. I like the happy ending. It's cool. I like I like the dumb shit in Rise of Skywalker where all the Jedi show up to help her and yeah another we don't, need to, we don't need to litigate star wars no we don't um, um what else do i got on this list um not too much i did i went back and watched um death and rebuild which was the comp the clip after show. the series yeah, ended like the clip show movie it was like a it was like a year and a half before the final like end of evangelion movie came out so they did a compilation movie, and then they did a compilation movie that also had the first 20 minutes of End of Ava yeah. on it. So I watched the one that was just the summary of the show, and it had recontextualization throughout that, like, with some narrating. And So I, I got into that and then watched 25 and 26. 
So that was like a good 90 minutes. I was like, oh, I could go through the whole show and get the gist of it and get to 25 and 26 and have a really good time with that. And then I got back to rebuild one, two, and three. Yeah. I I don't know. I think like I don't, I think I'm fine never touching this property again probably. Like there are there are times I think I, about like yeah. maybe looking at like Neon Genesis again. Um but like then I think about like, you know, how in the later episodes you get a significant amount of time about like the narrative around certain characters, the characters we talked about who had like on tossed to the side like uh, Ritsuko. Um, you know, has her whole arc is that she's a scorned lover of Gendo's, you know, um, and how like she has issues with her mother and her mother being the AI uh, that controls Nerve. Um, and then later episodes where the show's just like for whatever reason decides to get into like slut shaming Masato because again, it's like it's applying this like yeah. this basic. Like it's like it's like if you went to high school psychology and learned a little bit about Freud, and then the show begins sort of implementing that philosophy into onto its characters in ways that are just really uncomfortable and quite bad. Yeah, there's a lot. I think that's why the rebuild stuff. Yeah, it's like the strongest part so of the week well rebuild. because it re it wants to not be that last half of that, which is like yeah, at some point. You know, Ano got into a depression. Someone gave him a psychology book, and he started using that to write stuff. But it's very, it is very top level, yeah. like surface level stuff. Like there's that Ritsko episode where they talk. I don't know if this it it's a little bit before that because it's one of the earlier episodes where they talk about Ritsko's mom and how the three AR yeah. cores are like the mother, the wife, and the woman, yeah. and how they each think mm-hmm. differently. Which I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not great. That's a th- that's it's, an idea. Like that's it's an really idea. Not great. It's true. I mean, it's true. People do act differently with that stuff, but it's it's an idea. People are much more complex with that, which you may or may not have as much time in 30 minutes to talk. Because they only talk about that for 24 minutes and they move on. They don't show Ritsuko a lot until, like, she has her conversation with confrontation with Gendo, with Ray, And then there's the stuff where she, like, Ray calls her a hag in the past. It's, like, the first Ray that is murdered because the Ray throughout regular series is Ray 2. Yeah and there's not a lot of great episodes in the second half there's some the action standouts where like shinju comes cocky is what i'll call that episode where he's like fighting (laughs) one of the avas and then gets fucked over in the end of it was a good one but most of them are pretty bad like i'm glad they don't do the kaji asuka stuff where like asuka's like shit is she just really wants to be noticed by people and she wants an older man because he's you know not a fucking 14 yeah. year old guy through, going through puberty because yeah. that's a thing that happens but you don't need to do that with an adult character and teen you don't they took it too afar where i was not comfortable with it well, I mean, the thing, Which, it's like yeah that shows up a lot of the it taking it too far and i'm not comfortable happens in the show and well, it, I mean, it doesn't like the thing is like it doesn't really go anywhere is the thing like they do it to it they do an amount of times so it doesn't really go anywhere it doesn't lead to anything kaji is not on that level he's not like into that um i will say like in the way that they rewrite kaji in the rebuilds like they still have that really weird gay panic scene between him and shinji that's just that sucks uh but like they remove a lot yeah they could have written that like, better just not done it. it could have been a little funnier i just thought it was like it was, i mean like, something weird. it's not particularly like, could, they could have just not done it um and then they kind of relitigate like his 
relationship with Masato and they don't make it as like predatory as it was in Neon Genesis. And that's how you get to the point where yeah. you're comfortable being like, well, they had a kid. Like they totally hooked up. Which, yeah, which tracks for their characters. I think like if things had gone back normal, they probably would have just gotten married. I don't know. I, I, I hope better for Misato. Misato is the homegirl in that series. Well, she's like the know? one good person. Um, yeah, yeah. And she, uh, her drinking when she gets home scenes are always funny. It's her. And it's, the fucking shit where they're like, I just want to be a dirty girl, not a daddy's boy. I'm like, don't fucking do this. This is the weirdest yeah. fucking shit. I know people, I know that's like a thing, but like make it a little more, spend a little more time with your female characters. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of two-dimensional stuff that comes up with that which is a lot of the faults of like could be the young i mean anna started the stuff when he was like 31 which is when neon genesis started but there's a lot of i think that was the first series he fully wrote and it's a lot of very like amateur writing when it comes to female characters which happens a lot in media you know not gonna like say it's a it should be not seen because it's there and it happens. But yeah, I I come I can come back to Ava a little more just because like I was a teen while reading these and it was interesting to like think about that stuff or at a point it's like it's almost like you're in Shinji's shoes and be like, what would I do? Like, how would my relationship with Asuka and Ray differ? And that's like when you're reading these kind of series or like the young adult like drama stuff where you're like you look at it like that and i don't know it, it always comes back i usually watch a couple of the first episodes and then all this the stuff with ray or the stuff with oscar like the first five or six episodes of oscar and then like i don't know sometimes like when this came out i was like oh yeah i'll go watch 25 and 26 remember what that was about and that was like we remembered like all that stuff about like how closed off Shinji was and how like that talks about friendship and like they use the AT field as like you being closed off from other people and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's generating their own AT field, baby. Just got to get through it. The hedgehog dilemma. Hedgehog dilemma. Yes. All right. It's, it's, yeah, it's a thing. I, uh, I will say going back to three, and not remembering a lot about it was fun because i was like oh yeah this this that one was 90 minutes and it just goes through it it's just like get you back into this world everything's new there's this third impact there's a plane you're playing on a plane and then shinji is doing the duets with kaoru and it's like gendo preparing him to dual pilot this ava and then they have that whole fight scene and then it was like the fights in that were way better in four to say. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they had like a understandable sense of scale in a way that like four did not because four is just them throwing everything at the screen. Which I don't know. might work for some people. It's not as much for me. Maybe different reviews. I'll like look at it differently. I'll probably go back and watch all of rebuild it together, but I'm good for a bit. I'm good for a bit. I'll go watch some other stuff. I'm, I'm trying to think what the thing I was going to watch. I might go do some, like, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I, I have a fix where I, like, I need to get back to some anime. Yeah. 
or um i was actually like looking up because those angelic day and like world without ava spinoffs are fun in the teen romance kind of like cheesy manga kind of way and they have the two they have the shinji akari project was like 16 volumes actually and then they have the um angelic days which is only like six and neither of them got mangas and those are apparently pretty fun and i think in one of them they get back into the avas and do some stuff but are like you know more lighthearted and stuff which is i wouldn't know if i would want ano to write like a relationship comedy like slice of life no like anime but i would love to get a slice of life anime out of neon genesis from someone who understood this very well and could do them like appropriately like there's ways where there you could cut out a bunch of the shitty stuff like the gay panic shit from like rebuild 2 and then like the weird stuff where like you remember like kaji and kensuke are selling pictures of asuka in the high school from like the locker room it's like you just cut that shit out like this if you do it right you can do it in a way that like Oh, where you can think, oh, yeah, these are just kind of, like, shitty teenagers doing stuff, but it's not creepy shitty teenagers. They're just, like, regular shitty I mean, that's, teenagers. I mean, that's very regular behavior for teenagers. Like, that's not – that is something people did in, like, in the days before digital, like, yeah, photo sharing in the way that we have it now. Like, it's not an anomaly. It's not a fixation. There's a way that you can frame that that definitely puts them in the wrong and doesn't like seem like the anime itself is like interested in that or like excited about it and i, I don't think on is the person to do yeah it. i agree no i just think like you could take it out and it you could still tell the same story and i wouldn't have a oh that was a weird yeah. moment yeah i mean there's a way to tell it's like oh this is fucked up and like for instance don't do it. you like, don't share the pictures do on it's screen like, you maybe yeah. like show the back of one because it'd be like it'd be a polaroid right so you show the back of one and you don't ever see what's actually on it and that's like how you would end up doing that. that's like a better way of doing that i would say yeah and there's like a couple of those in the original series but um i think towards the end of it that it like yeah it's like mostly like the 25 26 stuff and then like like, most of End of Ava works for me. It's, like, that last 20 minutes. It's, like, Shinji choking out Asuka and then the ending in the dream where he does it and then the ending where he tries to and stops. And then there's some stuff between it where End of Ava is the bad ending of Ava where Shinji decides he doesn't want to do this stuff. But, yeah. It's all, yeah, you know, it's Ava. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, like, End is specifically, like, Ano at his most nihilistic. You know, like, it is... Ano just incredibly frustrated with the property in every way he could be, including the people who like it. So it's just, it's a movie that probably didn't need to happen. No, I think there's like the way where, yeah, you have the good ending from 25 and 26, and then you have everything leading up to it. Like the fight scenes in that movie are really good. The opening of that movie is really good. Like all the reproduction angels are fucking dope. then you seeing instrumentality is really cool and then it just does the thing you said where it's like this the shitty nihilistic stuff and then but it's like yeah you you get that and then we end up getting rebuild four so i was like yeah it's a weird 
path yeah. of like well it's it's fundamentally Anno like wanting to be like wanting to make a good ending like a happier ending for evangelion like looking at this post that and just wanting to make sure that he himself is okay with like with leaving this property alone and it may or may not have done that for i mean it, it seems to have done that for a lot of people and i guess that's the best thing we can like say about three plus one thrice upon a time yeah and at least for me you have this story of ava that is also how they're written and what happened with the multiple parts of this series that are happening and then like yeah you know it's popular like fucking this thing is so big in japan and they that's how ano had started his studio from like like rebuild one through four were all made with his and his studios have gynex and then he distanced himself after their royalty stuff was messed up after three and so like they had a bunch of i don't know if it was in the documentary or something else but there's a bunch of shorts that the studio made and put out in a like an anime film festival that are really interesting and well animated and like different like the one thing that ano talks about is like he wants anime to be different than it is because it does go back to like kind of being the same and for being a lot about like the otaku culture of people being over 25 and he wants to expand it beyond that because that's where a lot of sales and anime come from is that that core culture which you know that it's true for a lot of you know series and like media and stuff anyway yeah Evangelion. Evangelion. I'd recommend it. <laughs> I'd recommend it with caveats, but <laughs> oh, if you're already into anime, I would say yes. If you're at the end like of this, every other and after we spoiled all of this, every other yes. word is an asterisk, and there's like 18 asterisks. Like, well, I'd recommend it except for blah 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 long list. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a lot of people who are in like the anime watching already are like. Yeah, there's shitty fan service in anime, and it sucks, and it's sometimes there are properties that don't do it at all that are way better about it, but the ones you do, when you look past it and are able to understand, like, yeah, this sh- you can understand that this shit sucks, and that you shouldn't, like, it's not a thing that should be okay. You can There's, like, the other stories that are good, too. It's, like, the negative and positives of everything. But if it gets to a certain point where it's, like, shitty, 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 then I fucking shouldn't watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's me rambling. Welcome to my TED Talk. TED Talk about anime. But, uh, TED Talk about anime. I, that was probably, that's, someone's oh, probably yeah. done that joke video. But, um, I don't know. What, um, are you going to hop to another anime? Before we wrap up, because we're getting a little long, is there another anime? Are you going to hop to an anime that... Because you were talking about Gundam for a bit, but I don't know if there's something else that, like... Probably not. Like, I'm, I, I have a really limited amount of anime I'm going to consume at any point. I think I'm probably going to mess with... Probably actually finish Cowboy Bebop. Um, get back to Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. And maybe get into... Finally get into, like, Zeta Gundam. And that's about it. Yeah. That, that tracks. I, like... That block of like the stuff that was on Adult Swim is really cool. Like Trigun is another recommend. I think I was going to get in Helsing. I, I wanted to get through all of Helsing because I'd never watched or read any of that. And then the author had passed away recently. And I was like, and the Dark Souls influences Let's are there. Berserk. 
Oh, Berserk. Oh, yeah. Helsing's the vampire yeah. one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Berserk. I want to get into Berserk. Berserk is, again, uh, it's, again, one of these things with, like, heavy caveats. Um, I I know there's, like, three OVA movies about the Golden Age arc that are on Netflix, I think. Um, but that third movie is, like, this really is a lot. Um, and... If I have time, I might do this, the original series and the movies, because I like... Yeah. To, I'm, like... Well, I mean, the... I like to the original series one. does end at like the end of the Golden Age arc. Um, so I mean, I'd say definitely probably check out the original series too. I think you might retread some material when you go to the OVAs, and then the Berserk like second series that was published uh, like or released a couple years ago is post Golden Arc, but I don't think people liked it very much. Yeah. I would say if you ever do get time, I my always recommendation is Hunter Hunter because there's not a lot of caveats in that show. It's pretty straightforward, but also has like some of the best action scenes I've ever seen. Some of the most interesting ways to play with like anime tropes and settings, and it's like the characters are really like you have like the main character is a young Goku in a fun way, but also gets more into the selfish side of what that character type can be and talks about it a little more as well as like it's a show a lot about friendship which can be fun too i like that show a lot i might rewatch that too i that's like i think all of it's on netflix they put out the rest of the stuff and that author is still writing it at this point but they have the on the of the anime that's been put out it's all on there okay good stuff it's like a you know it's, it's like quality shonen that plays with the shonen genre a bit all right thanks for joining Absolutely. me austin we got we got through we talked about all we, our ava thoughts yeah, hopefully yeah, we used the key of nebuchadnezzar to unlock the chamber of guff and we looked inside saw it kind of did a eh, and now we've closed it yeah we uh we we psychology for each other and this was all therapy, yep. as it turns out. Rebuild of therapy. Therapy, therapy of Evangelion. That's going to be the name of this podcast. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and end it here. Thank you. Awesome. Like See you later. Everyone.